2: T-I-K-A
3: Man, look, I ain't thinking about y'all at all. You know what I'm saying? You can miss me. No, look, y'all can have it. Man, I ain't, I ain't bit more thinking about you right now. Y'all gone on with that. These are all ways of saying, I ain't really worried about what you talking about. I'm not thinking about what you, what you, I'm not listening. I ain't thinking about nothing you got to say. I'm doing me. You know what I'm saying? You do you. Do you, boo-boo. You do you. Why? Cause I'ma do me. Don't worry about what I'm doing. Don't worry about my plate. Don't worry about your plate. It's all kind of ways we <laughs> we got as a culture to be like, don't worry about what I'm doing. Don't like I I ain't got to explain nothing to you. That's funny how like a lot of us, you know, who's kind of raised like that to where it's like our parents don't owe us explanations at all. I ain't got to explain nothing to you. We just <laughs> you stay out they business. You know, yeah, none of you don't pay for none of these bills in this house. You know, the, the, when you when you when you paying for stuff in the house, maybe you have a say. You like what I say? You like? My grandma used to say, "If I say two plus two is five, you better let me figure it out." You just don't correct grown folk. You just you mind your own business. You ain't lived long enough. You ain't gone through what we gone through. You don't get a say. That's, I don't know how healthy that is. I don't know how toxic it is because we definitely had a say. He definitely went to the room and screamed and pouted and was like, I ain't going to do my kids like that. And then you get kids and you realize really how good it (laughs) feels to not have to explain nothing. But you don't want to repeat you. Hopefully you don't want to repeat the same like practices that silenced you. You feel me? But you get why you be like, you don't like... (laughs) Why, why, I don't owe you anything. Like, everything you got is my. My mama said once to me when I was like, whatever, I'm going to leave. She was like, okay, leave everything I bought. So, like, if I'm going to move out and she said I have to leave everything she paid for, I like, I ain't even buy my own drawers, my own socks. I was like, so I get now when a child, especially my child, you Got the nerve to look at me And question any of my moves I'm like "Uh, Little girl On what authority (laughs) Do you think In what world do you think You got the right to ask me anything You just gonna stand there and Be mad and scroll all on your phone Oh, Oh the phone I bought Using the internet I pay for Up under the air conditioner I pay for in a room that I pay for, I, I, l- l- listen you only scrolling on the phone cause I let you have it. You understand I could open up my app right now, turn off the service. What is you talking about? I get it, but I also understand that that is it's very toxic. It's not good. you shouldn't you shouldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? like, if you have a good relationship with your children, at least is my opinion then they need to see you be accountable. They need to be able to, you know, in a very respectful manner, at least, I should be able to, if you ask, give you an appropriate, you know, for your age and your development reason as to what I'm doing. And if I'm tripping, I need to be able to be honest about that and be like, look, dude, I'm tripping. And hopefully, you know, when they grow up and they have roommates, you know, or or romantic partners or friends that, they willing to admit it when they wrong, like hopefully for their future friends and their future job and employers or people that work up under them. Hopefully I'm handing you. I've done my job to hand these future people in their life a more developed and evolved human that is willing to admit their mistakes and is willing to be held accountable and just doesn't repeat toxic practices of power. So this episode is a part two about the SCOTUS, the Supreme Court of the United States. That's what SCOTUS stands for, if you didn't know that. Supreme Court of the United States, SCOTUS. Anyway, I just figured I'd let you know that if you didn't already know. They've been in our headlines for a while over a few of the things that they've ruled on. And also some of the off-mic practices, Justice Alita and justice clarence thomas so today i'm gonna talk about how they kind of like they broke their mold and started defending some of their moves and the funny part with justice alito was like he preempted the defense you know he kind of hit us with what had happened was and really in a lot of ways like they've never had to do that so it's almost to me like y'all pride got bruised and you felt like you needed to explain yourself but y'all never ever had to before The only time justices really explain how they feel, the only time they'll actually tell you what they're thinking is when they write their opinions about rulings they just made. So today I'm gonna talk about Justice Alito, Justice Clarence Thomas. I'm gonna talk about the affirmative action case and the like, (laughs) the gay website case. That's what I'm gonna talk about. Are y'all ready? Uh, You ain't signing my check or marinating my chicken what i care what you think hood politics y'all all All right all right all right so here we go y'all ain't marinating my chicken So, so what i'm worried about well i'm worried about the people marinating my chicken that's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about folks signing my check. That's what I need to answer to. Do, do, do you understand the, the implication, right? What I'm saying is like, if you're not really, if you're not really the one that can like make this difference for me, then what do I really care what you think? I need to talk to the people that matter, right? And the people that matter historically for judges are the Congress, because the Congress are the ones that approve whether you get the job or not. You have to do these, these congressional hearings, right, where you stand up and they, or you sit down and they get to grill you on things you made. We watched all this happen. We watched that with Kavanaugh, with Amy Cody Barrett, with Dr. The Brilliant. What's up, Auntie uh, Katenji Brown? As a side note, if you line up the credentials of who might be most qualified for the job, there's these two which will be important later. These two wings, there's one side of like, who's got the least qualifications and who got the most qualifications, especially when we're talking about affirmative action. And who got the most qualifications for the job, the most amount of education, the most amount of experience, the most amount of uh, hours put in, the most qualified person for this job is Dr. Katenji Brown. The least qualified, Annie Comey Barrett, the, if we just doing the numbers. So you ask me who's... Which one sounds like affirmative action? I but anyway, <laughs> we'll get to that later. Um, but you guys have seen these um, these hearings. Right. So the people they answer in question to are those that marinate their chicken. Now, that used to not be on TV. Once it started being on TV, the people that marinated their chicken now got an audience. And the audience is all of America, which means that, you know, everybody behave different when you know a camera on you. I don't care what you say. Like everyone does when you when you know you being watched. Right. I mean, isn't that what our politics are now? Like dudes trying to like score a, a a little three minute spot on the news later. Like so you you try to speak in these pithy little clips. You feel me? Rather than these long flowing, logical Trains of thought. You trying to just like get the little pithy little little clip, right? That CNN or Fox or whoever you you shooting at can pull out that can get tweeted by your team. That's what you hoping for. And even though this process, again, the Supreme Court is supposed to be the furthest away from the democratic process because they're supposed to be able to be less beholden to the whims of the public because. You have to be new. You have to be able to be fair and balanced, you know what I'm saying, in in your judges. It's supposed to be like that. However, like we know, each political silo is trying to score one for their team. So the way to get laws changed, the way to get your team more points is you need judges, right? When Roe v. Wade happened, it was like that was ground zero for where we at now. The goal was to always get that change. The only way to get that change is you're not gonna convince the public. You gotta, you gotta fill the benches. And I'm going back to this man named Robert Bork because his name became slang. It's so crazy to me. Right. And and then I'm going to move forward to what we're dealing with now. So again, so Ronald Reagan had nominated this dude, uh, Robert Bork, to join the Supreme Court. Now, he was supposed to be this conservative home home run like he's going to be our dude. We're going to make sure this go down right now, since again, this became a game of sort of like uh, partisan gamesmanship. If you put a dude up, it's our job. If we on the other team to drag this nigga, I need to drag you in public. But remember again, before this, it wasn't about dragging a person. It was about like making sure this person was qualified. Well, let me ask you some questions. It was more like a job interview when you stood up in front of the, um, the 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 Congress. It was a job interview. It's like, I just need to make sure you are who you say you are. Can you really do this job? You know? And I want to know like how you think about stuff. Like, like for real, for real. Like, how do you really think about stuff? But what happened with Bork was the Democrats had that game on. They was like, who? Oh, nigga, we got this. And guess who opened up the grilling of him? Joseph Robinette Biden. He the dude that grilled him. He the dude that supposedly grilled Clarence Thomas, but he ain't grill him hard enough, but we're not talking about that just yet, right? So Bork came on and and Joe Biden went after him, like hard, like no mercy. This supposed to be softball because we done already, like we all on the same team here, right? Aren't we? We three branches of government, nigga, no, we not. So he went after him and went after him because Bork had this law theory that at the time, wasn't so normal, wasn't so pervasive as it is now. He was what we now know as an originalist, a constitutionalist. Before that, nobody knew what this was. And what his theory was, the only true way to interpret and understand the law is to think of it in terms of, the way that the writers of the constitution had intended. What did they believe this meant is the way I am going to adjudicate anything from here on out? Because they wrote it. Now, this may sound familiar to you because it's now it's, it's sort of synonymous with conservative thought. What, the, what, what did the founders mean? right i'm a strict constitutionalist but because and and if and on the service it's like well yeah nigga, they wrote it so like if we interpret like what am i supposed i can't put words in their mouth right now look if you grew up around any church circles some buzz some buzz should be happening in your brain right now because that's that's a theological stance right what did the writers of the bible mean right if you've been in church like that's i mean that's that's how you supposed to interpret the Bible. You ain't supposed to read your own answer into this, right? Unless you come from other traditions that are like, no, nah, you gotta have your Rhema word. You know, that's real black. You know what I mean? That's your word right now, right? Um, but again, here's where some of those, some of the, some of the some of the problems come in. If you come from church, here where some of the problems come in. is like the church don't tell you, Bible don't tell you about wearing a watch, Bible don't tell you about what to do on the internet because. It wasn't there. Now you're going to get real mad at me, especially when I start talking about homosexuality. Bible don't talk about it the way you say it. Talk about it. Now, I'm just, you just got to read the book. Don't be mad at me now. I'm just, look, I'm just reading the thing. You feel me? But anyway, the point I'm trying to tell you is. The way that this guy's interpreting the Constitution, again, if you're talking about this Christian nationalism thing, it would mean that the way the people read the Bible is probably the same thing. Now, what happens with that? You come up with sometimes, if that's the only way you read your scripture, you're going to have a lot of times some very repressive and backwards and convenient beliefs that come out of interpreting scripture that way. Oh, man. I mean, the same happens with the Constitution. And in their mind, they're saying well the founders actually built in stuff for the future for the things that they didn't understand that's called the bill of rights like the amendments the bill of rights sorry, like are the are the amendments right so and uh thomas jefferson is he he has a saying around that or a quote from him where he was just like i'm not going to say it directly but the idea is like to hold our like future descendants accountable to our thinking is like making a man wear a, wear the coat that he wore as a boy than to submit him to our barbarism. Basically, he's saying, listen, it's stuff we can't think of. And to make them do what we did, like, we don't, like. look, we knuckle-dragging like cavemen according to the, what the future's gonna be. So don't hold them accountable. Don't make them, you know what I'm saying? They don't need to be stuck to the rules that we thinking of. Like, we, I, I can't imagine what the future gonna be like is what Thomas Jefferson was trying to say. So these strict constitutionalists say that, well, we've accounted for that. And that's in the Bill of Rights. That's in the 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 amendments. So you add an amendment for stuff that we didn't know we was going to need. But I'm going to interpret the documents based on what the documents say. Joe Biden was like, nigga, what the, f- what are you talking about? So according to your world, if we going to say what the founders meant, then women ain't voting, we still got slaves, you can't drink at the same drinking fountain. Nigga like, that. what do you, no bro, like he's looking at the thing that Thomas Jefferson said and said, even Thomas Jefferson think you tripping. Even the founders think you looking at this wrong. Like, I don't understand what you talking about. So they dragged this dude, so much so, because remember, listen, this is just a formality before then. This process, it's a formality. You supposed, supposed to be show, throwing me softballs at alley-oops just for me to flex, you know what I'm saying, my prowess and approve prove to the home team, nigga, like, oh, I got y'all. Like, I can do this. I can do this job. That's why the president chose me. That's not what happened to Bork. And to this day, getting Borked is when it's over before it started. We finna come at your head so quick, so hard, so fast that it's, it's going to be over before it started. Nigga, I'm going to drag you in front of everybody. That's getting borked. They got a slang for it. I don't want to get borked. Ain't that, like, nigga? it. That's great. Like, these people that marinate your chicken coming after you. That kind of set the tone for how we do our judges now, right? And now that it's televised, I mean, y'all saw just the fury and anger in Brent Kavanaugh's face when he was getting borked right y'all saw that y'all saw how well contingy brown handled it She's like y'all say what y'all want think i'm smarter than y'all I, i'm i'm like if you can't hear my bias like hear my bias like she's a g she cut from an old cloth you know what i'm saying see 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 she she old school that's a little uh steve harvey reference now, now see i'm old school <laughs> anyway now also in this process of standing in front of Congress and stuff, like it really shows. Uh, you, to continue the metaphor about like I'm, I don't feel like I need to explain nothing to you. Is in the same way that like you know when your children ask you something, it's like even if I explained this to you, you wouldn't even understand what I was saying anyway, because you wasn't you wasn't in the trenches with me. like you, you 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 ain't taking the one on one course like I. I can't, even if I tell you what I'm doing, it ain't going to make sense to you. It's, it's going to take too much to explain to you. Sometimes them judges be like sitting in front of the Congress. And what sucks is like, but Congress write their check. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you're going to ask me what I think about something. You ain't going to understand the answer anyway. Even if I'm trying to tell you like this, the way I'm thinking about this thing, you don't already look, you just trying to score points with with your team anyway. And even if you were genuinely trying to do this, you wasn't in the gym with me. The gym is in the library. You know what I'm saying? You wasn't digging in them crates. You wasn't in them archives, being able to understand all these different cases and these like precedents and how to interpret these precedents. You wasn't outside with us. So even if I explain to you, yo, this is where I land on this. I don't understand why I got you ain't gonna get it. It'd be so interesting Watching them try to explain themselves to people that you know ain't going to understand you. But you know what, though? That's the job. Because fast forward to where we are now and what happens once you get the job, you're going to have to explain to the people why y'all chose this. There's one of the judges going to have to write what's, you know, their opinion piece. And then the other one writes the dissenting opinion piece. Because... Since they don't always agree, somebody's got to say what they don't agree about, and it's for the record. For the record, let me tell y'all, I ain't really rock with whatever this nigga said. This is why, right? I got to explain to these people who don't sign my check or marinate my chicken what I'm thinking about and how I got there. But how you got there and the way you thinking about this Goes all the way back, like we said last last week, as to how you understand the law. And how you came to understand the law and what you think your purpose is in this position. You ever hear that phrase activist judges? That's usually what people say when they don't like the way that the person is voting. They call you an activist judge. Right. I just don't know how else you can be on there. That def- that might be a, a a controversial take. Well, the judges ain't supposed to be political. I, it's a political process. I don't. I know it ain't supposed to be, but it is. But what's crazy about the Supreme Court specifically is, like, look, I ain't gotta explain nothing to you. <laughs> let's talk about justice Alito and clarence thomas next you sign
0: sign sign
1: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of Smoke and Audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. at and
0: The wait is over. The shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher.
2: T-I-K-A dot com
3: Alright we're back so Clarence Thomas is a very interesting character and, and by interesting I mean this nigga a weirdo right uh, Is he's a strange strange dude now if you listen to the uh, we did a behind the bastards episode about him where his like weird obsession with porn and his interpretation of what it means to be a black nationalist or believe in black liberation. It's a weird way he comes to this. Now you bring this up because of what came out about his private life and then the way he voted about affirmative action. To to understand that is, means you gotta understand him. He grew up dirt poor. His mama had to give him up to go live with his granddaddy who was just old school Southern, you know what I'm saying? Got it out the mud. Type fighter. Right. And and you come from that part of Georgia that he come from and be his age, ain't no way in the world he don't believe racism is is real. Right. His difference is what are the solutions now? But to go back again, raised by his granddaddy, went to this private Catholic school for a while, obviously got picked on. You know, you in that white space, you going to see racism in an area in a way that like even I can't relate to. Like the type of racism that man experienced is something that like is I can't imagine what this man experienced, and then yo your, your solution is because of the time and area that he's in is you become a revolutionary. You 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 start following Malcolm X. You like, look, nigga, burn this shit down, right? And some of y'all may not know this, but Clarence Thomas used to be like that type of revolutionary. And what you might not know about Malcolm X is there's a lot of stuff about that version of of black liberation that in some ways, mirrors black conservatism in this sense, in a very unique sense, not in like a nationalism Margie Taylor Green type way. no, but it's more like, listen, these people will never love us, they'll never help us. they will always look down at us, specifically the white liberal. Now, there is a phrase. Uh, there's a thing that Malcolm X talked about. He was like, be aware of the bright liberal because they gonna think they doing you a favor, but it's paternalistic. When he moves through this like revolutionary type situation, he starts realizing like, yo, man, the only way I can't change the system from the outside, I got to change the system from within. I want to go do law, but I don't want to just do law around black issues because that's still very pejorative like you think I only care about this you don't think I'm a full person I need to be viewed as a full person I want to do all kind of law why you only because that's what would happen is like and and who hasn't experienced this especially if you black and you got some sort of education or every woman understands this right that Whenever they want you to talk, you supposed to only talk about women issues. They're like, you don't understand nothing else. So Clarence Thomas was like, dog, like every time y'all, when I say I want to do law, you think I want to do civil rights. I'm like, nigga, I like the law, period. Like you just saying that because that's a type of racism. And he say the same thing happened when he finally got into Harvard. And in his mind at Harvard, he like, y'all different. Y'all smiling in my face. At least the racism I understood when I was out in the sticks. Nigga, they was open about it. You niggas like y'all sly about it. Y'all white people, y'all tell me you doing something good for me. You know what I'm saying? You you act like you doing me a favor. Like I ain't work my ass off to get here. I don't want your handouts. No, don't do me no favors. No, nigga, I'm going to get it out the mud and you doing me a favor is is almost like acting like I can only get what I got because you gave it to me. Man, fuck all that. That's that type of like black revolutionary that he kind of come from. That's the attitude he come from. And look, on me, don't let nobody tell you Abraham Lincoln or the union freed the slaves. Nigga, the slaves freed the slaves. We did that. You ain't give us no civil rights. We fought for that shit. On me, like I'm with that. We liberated ourselves. We made y'all. Cause you wasn't gonna do it without us if we ain't make you. He was like, I feel like I only got these positions I got because I'm black. And that's you dissing all the work I put in. Like I'm not that smart. He like, I don't want nobody to feel that way. If you get in, it's because you earned it don't do me no favors I don't trust you anyway I'm gonna get I'm gonna get whatever I got I earned it that's his attitude about stuff so when you fast forward to him being like man fuck affirmative action fuck that shit that's like you you like he he think man you undermining all the shit I went through to get where I'm at you just gonna hand it to me because I'm black man fuck that that's his attitude because of the way he sort of came up. Now, if you come up like that, then when you start getting rich friends, this your version of reparations. So his weird rich friend that had the Nazi collection shit, the rich friend that was like, I'll fly you wherever you want to go. The rich friend that bought his mama house because this shit happened. And and look, I don't know them personally, but I know when you hear think pieces about that man, his his rich white friend buying his mama house. Y'all think that's weird. That's because y'all not black. It's not weird. It's nigga, you owe me. It's because we we lose our houses. Mama can't buy it. I don't want that. I don't want her to lose. I want to lean. It's like, no, nigga. Yeah. Buy her house. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Remove my mama's. Mortgage. She worked too hard for this. That's what you supposed to do. You get up, you get put on. You understand what I'm saying? You start moving in these circles that you never thought you would move in. You feel me? Yeah. You get on that little private yacht. He was like, nigga, I used to pick for cotton with my granddaddy. Yes, I'm going to take this ride. What the fuck, man? Like, why you work so hard anyway? Ain't got nothing to do with my job. Now I'm not even talking about his wife, who even more weird, who's like fully into the Trump world, which he should have had sense enough to recuse himself of. Like, Like, obviously, I'm flying through a lot of this content because I'm assuming you already know this stuff. I'm just giving you a perspective on it. He like, listen, again. Mind y'all business. If you want to know what I'm doing, nigga, I'm chilling. I did I didn't know it was, excuse me for having friends. I'm sorry my friends got money. Y'all don't write my checks. Y'all don't marinate my chicken. Nigga, I'm out with the homies. I don't have a lot. Of, it's hard having friends. You a Supreme Court justice. You can't really have friends. So if you find somebody that seemed like they don't need nothing from you, it's like being a star. It's like, it's, it's hard to find people that don't want nothing from you, that actually do stuff for you that you feel like ain't got no strings attached. Now, this may sound like a defense. It's not a defense. It's an explanation. I'm just trying to tell you this is a way that black people look at the world sometimes like, hell, yeah, I'm a rule with these white. People. I'm gonna let these white people buy me everything. They're gonna buy my black ass everything I want. I ain't finna pay for shit. I paid for it in slavery, nigga. My ancestors paid every bill I had. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, nigga, you could you could t- pick up the check and pay it forward. You this personal reparation. That's like the attitude. You feel me? The problem with this attitude in its practicality is it plays so well with white people because white people, as in white supremacy, as in whiteness, loves to believe it's innocent. And it loves to believe in the American myth of meritocracy, knowing full well it's not true, even in their own life, because you complaining about legacy admissions too, who really taking up all the slots at your Ivy League schools. Which is why it's so hard to hear the Asian population bring this to that table because you should absolutely stand up for yourself. Absolutely. But to think that another oppressed person is taking seats from you is missing the point. It's like you, you're allowing yourself to be weaponized. Now, listen, I'm not Asian. I, I say this very carefully. And you have dealing with your own prejudices and your own ways you've moved through the world. I get it, you should stand up for yourself. We just feel like as fellow oppressed people that this is friendly fire. These people would not choose to be next to you. These people do not love you. You think if you change this law, they still gonna choose you. They not gonna choose you because this is what I know about why affirmative action was what it was. It's not so much we're choosing you because we're black, you're black, we're choosing you, no, we're considering your blackness as a part of the choice. I'm going to give you an example of this. I think I may have done like a TikTok about this. Okay. So if you picture those moving sidewalks at the airport, right? You know what I'm talking about? Like, you know, you got those long hallways, you got the moving sidewalks at the airport, right? The sidewalk's moving. And that was built before any of us got there. It's already there, right? But if you know, there's only so much space on that. The rest of the sidewalk, the rest of that hallway, you just got to walk down. Now- if you're on that and you walk at a regular pace, obviously, because the ground is moving, you're going to get there to the end of that thing at a faster rate, right? That's, that's how that works. Now, if I'm on the outside of that, on the regular ground, walking at the same pace you are, of course, you're going to get somewhere further. Now, you got those people that are like psycho that get on that thing and just stand there they not doing nothing. They're going to get there anyway because the ground moving, them, your legacy folks, right? You know what I'm saying? They just going to get there and, and I don't have to try. They already own the conveyor belt. Now, think about this. And this is my thing for like, y'all, like really hardworking people of color is like, so now you and people that come from poverty, you think about it like this. What if me on the outside of that moving sidewalk gets to the end of that thing at the same time as somebody on it? You know what that means? That means I'm working harder than you. Why am I working harder than you? Because I don't have the access to what you have access to. So if someone walks into my application process with the same GPA, with the same extracurricular activities, on paper are the same, but you ain't have a moving sidewalk. Then that teaches me something about this person. And the only way for me to know about that that is for me to understand the fullness of their personhood. That's why I have to think about their race so I can understand the fullness of them. So if you tell me we got the same GPA, but you, this, this nigga had tutors. This nigga, both his parents graduated from school. This nigga came from the hood. This nigga from the South to and, and when they from the South, you have to understand how the South work. Sometimes you get to a place to where these people are like, I don't care how many degrees you got at the end of your name. We don't hire niggas. That is just the real, we don't promote women. We just don't. Why? Because nobody in my job will will listen to you. We just don't hire niggas. That's just, we just don't. There's that, right? So if you say this, you take that person that got the same GPA as you do without the access to to the little, that got to the end of that hallway without the same access you had, right? And you put that person on the walkway they finna mop everybody. If I'm walking at the pace I was walking that got me to the end of that, that, that hallway at the same time as you without being on that thing and then you put me on the thing, nigga, I'm finna spank you. Of course they don't want you competing with their children. Of course they're not gonna, like, aren't you listening? They're not gonna choose you because you're gonna mop their kids. It ain't the color, cuz. It's so hustle. You don't, that's why I'm like, you don't understand affirmative action. They're not gonna choose you. Now there's a natural part of that, that's like everybody likes being with who they like being with, right? That's understandable. If I'm on this, if I'm on this committee, and your son, who I saw grow up, I went to his little league games. You know what I'm saying? Like your son and my son grew up together. It'd be cool if they went to school together. You know what I'm saying? Of course I'm gonna do the homie the favor. Let's make it even easier. If you were in at recess, you played with who you played with. It's not personal. It's just like yo, like we're making soccer teams. I'm gonna pick the homies. Now if your teacher come out and say. You got to play with them, with these fools. You're like, ah, man. it's not personal. It's just like, yo, these are my homies. Now, if the reason you're not playing with them is because you think they somehow inferior to your ass, that they're not smart enough to understand the games that you play Oh, nigga, that's a whole different story. You think they smell weird. Oh, that's different. Everyone likes being around people they're comfortable with. So my my heartbreak about this Asia, this particular situation is like, Baby, they not going to choose you. One, because you'll outperform their kids. And two, they just only like themselves. And the only reason any of us got in there was because of these laws. Now you didn't take that away. Now, Clarence Thomas says, good, I want to get in on my merit. And what Katenji Brown says, which is what I say is, baby, you're not living in reality. I don't care what your merits are. They not going to choose you if they don't have to. And the part that's so cynical about all this, that's so like sadistic is this this prejudice, this elitist prejudice that locks all of us out of their system has the nerve to look at this community that feels like they're not being treated well and saying, sorry, dude, we couldn't choose you because the law says we have to choose the niggers. The niggers are taking your slot. So we, it's not us guys. It's the niggers. Like, it, it, come on, fam. Like, but again, we don't sign a Supreme Court check. They ain't married, We ain't marinating their chicken. They'll tell you what they think. Clarence Thomas told us. He was like, look, I think this is why I think we could do this. Because we need to stop doing this, man. Black people like, yo, just get your weight up. Z Brown, like, I don't know what world you live in for you to think that, like, our weight ain't up. Like, you're assuming we're not as gifted, skilled and talented as everybody else. And that statement is assuming that nobody got where they got because of their skills. And she like, you, if you ask me, like, you you sound just as bad as they do. Like we no, we're we're gifted and sometimes more qualified. Is that this is the point we're making? Is that without affirmative action, it's like our qualifications don't even matter, and we would love to believe that we don't live in a world that needs this. And That's the goal. The goal is to not need this. We just clearly not there yet. Like, don't you get it, bro? That's the problem. I can't just mosey on into NASA and be like, hire me because I'm black. No, nigga, I have to be qualified. Like, yo, don't you understand how this shit work? Like, I still have to be qualified for the job. But if my qualifications match up with somebody who's just as qualified as me, but that nigga had tutors, and your granddaddy paid for his school, I just want you to consider that. Don't choose me over him just because, just consider it. Because you know what that does? That tells you about my character. That tells you about my ability to overcome adversity. It just tells you more about me. I just want you to consider that. That's all affirmative action was. I'm just saying, consider it. But you know, we not marinating a chicken, so we'll see what's good.
1: CNT connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow.
0: to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.
2: Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to symbiotica.com. C Y M B I O T I K A A.com.
3: Next, I want to talk about Justice Alita and. I'm going to fly through this quick because it's just more funny than anything. So since Clarence Thomas had all this heat on him about what he'd been doing, all his extracurriculars, apparently somebody gave Justice Alita a heads up that there was a ProPublica article that was finna come out about his situation. And normally, like I said, most time judges be like, write your article. You ain't marinating my chicken. But he decided to get out in front of it. And he gave explanations (laughs) for all of his stuff. And the stuff... And the explanation is the part that's funny to me because my favorite one was when they called him on or he was defending himself about taking these private jet slots. If you know how private jets work, you can buy a seat on the plane or somebody can donate a seat for you on that flight. His argument is, well, the flight was taken off anyway. Somebody was going to fill that seat. I mean, I just I just took to my game. I just took the seat. And then, and then on his like fancy little hunting trip and the wine he had, he was basically like, well, the wine wasn't that good. And the hotel was kind of mid. So I guess it kind of don't count. Right? Like, I don't. Why? Well, I, I, it's just, it really ain't that serious. It's really like, it wasn't even that good. That's like cheating on your wife and being like, it was just a little bit ahead and it wasn't even that good. So it kind of don't count Fam. And you, and you telling her this on the rumor that someone's going to tell on you, you figured you get out in front of it and your defense is really wasn't that good though. (laughs) My Lord. Now, the other one I want to cover is besides the, uh, the Navajo water situation, which needs its own show, but I don't want to like do any more native eraser. So I want to cover that. I want to cover the, I want to touch on the idea of the adopted families of native kids getting first choice for like where to place um, an an adoptive native child. Like the, the people who got first dibs, if you will, are another tribe. In the same way, like in family court, like, you know, usually who gets first dibs is a related family member, you know, um, they're doing this, I think in terms of like preserving the culture. It's like, at some point you got to be like, guys, we got to stop kicking the natives in the balls. Like we've never done right by them. You know what I'm saying? Now that's assuming the Supreme court is morally driven rather than just based on their worldview. The last one I want to talk about right now is this website case. Now, what's weird about this case is like, it's not, the situation was hypothetical. Y'all remember a few years back when a lady was making cakes and there was a queer couple that wanted a cake and the lady was like, I don't make cakes for the gays. And they were like, what? Like, my money don't spend? Like, you're not willing? They were like, it's a, it's a conflict. It's, I, I'm I'm morally conflicted I don't want to do this fools was like uh what do we you can't just do that and they're like yeah I can you know why because this would be called compelled speech and the government is not allowed to compel speech why do I bring this up because it talks about the strict constitutionalist worldview of how to interpret the law. If you're just going to go on what's paper, what's on paper, you have no roadmap as to what to do in this situation. The situation was this. It was hypothetical. This person wanted to make these websites for marriages, right? A marriage website, right? And they were like, well, we kind of don't want to do same-sex marriages for our website. And according to them, there was this case where somebody had requested a thing and they denied him, right? So some journalists looked up this guy in San Francisco who was on the report that said he requested a website. That fool was like, uh, no, I'm in a straight marriage. I don't even know what this is, right? I don't know what he's talking about, which might be true, might be like, but I just think it's funny. Now, the point was, do I have to make this website? Now, this is why I bring this back to Bork and being a constitutionalist is because I don't know what page that would be on. It's not on the, you, you, you're you cornered because if you're only going with the document, document don't talk about websites or capitalism. There's nothing in the law about capitalism. If you, if I give you the money, you got to you gotta give me the service, and another fool was like, "No, it's not. It's my private business. I sell to whoever I want to sell to." I mean, and then everybody else is going, "Yeah, that sounds like Jim Crow. That you're not willing to sell. Yeah, them is Nick, Them is white pies. The pies, like you, those pies are only made for white people. That's what you're saying. I can't. My my ten dollars ain't worth ten dollars. No, we don't sell to niggers." I, we outlawed that, didn't we? I thought I thought that was I thought that was illegal. I thought you couldn't do that. Where there's no roadmap for this. So how you gonna be a strict constitutionalist if there ain't no, the constitution don't talk about it. You gotta find something that you think applies to this. And what they landed on was compelled speech. They were saying for this person to make me make this website is you're compelling my speech. And the person not getting the website is like, well, fuck, hey, you, you're you discriminating against me based on something that is constitutionally protected. I don't understand what what's going on here. And here's the thing. This is why you shouldn't want to be a judge because <laughs> you gonna have to figure that shit out. Here's the thing. I ain't got an answer for you. You know why? Because... I don't know the constitution like that. And they wrote their papers. And they said, this is what we think. I think it's an ill world and I don't envy none of these people, but the only way for us to understand where these people is coming from or how you would even draw that conclusion is you got to bork them. And then they got to write their things. And you just can't keep functioning on, well, y'all don't marinate my chicken because there's no edge. Who do we call? You're who we call. And look, I don't have the answer to this, but it don't even matter though. You know why? Because I don't sign they checks and marinate they chicken. Good politics, y'all. Y'all don't sign my check. Y'all
0: do my check. Y'all don't sign my check. Y'all do my check. Y'all don't
3: sign my check. Y'all don't sign my check. Y'all don't sign my check. Y'all ain't my check. Y'all Y'all don't sign my check. you know, I don't know why I ain't thought of this before, but, you know, you could use promo code hood for 15% off on terraformcoldbrew.com. Like, I forgot I own that company, and this is my pod. Y'all... Go ahead and punch your promo code hood if you in the cold brew. Get you some cold brew. Go to get you some coffee. Y'all, like, I can't believe I ain't thinking this till right now. Yo, yo, this thing right here was recorded by me, Propaganda, in East Los Boyle Heights. Los Angeles, California. This thing was mixed, edited, mastered, and scored by the one and only Matt Ousowski. Y'all, check out this fool's music. I mean, it's incredible. Executive produced by Sophie Lichterman for Cool Zone Media. Man, and thank you for everybody who continue to tap in with us. Make sure you leaving reviews and five-star ratings and sharing it with the homies so we could get this thing pushed up in the algorithm. And listen, I just want to remind you, these people is not smarter than you. If you understand city living, you understand politics. We'll see you next week. Hey guys, back to the playground again, huh?
2: Yep.
1: You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah.